What's up, guys? It's Donna here. And Holly. And you're listening to Teaser Talk. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Chris Reed with Third Eye Blind. How are you today? Very well. Thank you very much. How are you? I am doing fantastic. So we're here catching you guys on the Summer of Gods tour and almost the end of it, right? How many stops do you guys have left? Um, fucking, which one is this? Hold on, you can edit this crap. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we're doing the Houston show. Yeah. Tomorrow's Saturday. Yes. And then on Sunday we fly to Phoenix. Wow. We three days off in Phoenix. And then we do four shows. And that's it. And then me and Steven, our singer, and Danny, Steven's tech, we all live in San Francisco, so we're going to ride our bus, which we've never done before. And Steven's <laughs> never done it in the entire, his entire career. He was like, going to ride the, the bus. And I was like, where's it going to drop us? And he was like, at our houses. <laughs> Just like the absolute baller move. <laughs> the fucking tour bus pulls up, and you open the door, and you're like, all right, see you guys. You have a little suitcase, you know I mean? roll out your suitcase <laughs> in your home. Yeah, so it's the ballerist thing to do. I hope you document that with much of your techie gadgets. Are you going to document that trip? You're goddamn right I will, Holly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, <laughs> all of that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, how has the tour been so far? Uh, fab. I Either we're getting older or I'm taking on too many things to do at the moment, but I feel like we've less time. Mm. We used to have, it felt like we had more time. We'd get up and do a bunch of shit, we'd go take cycles, we'd all like the three EB cycle gang, we'd all get our bikes <laughs> and fucking cycle around after sound check and all that shit. And I was just talking to our front of house engineer Robert the other day and I was like, I was out at front of house with him and we were listening to the guitar tones and talking through some stuff like that. And I was going, we used to do this every day. And he was like, I know man, where did all the fucking time go? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. But So the tour has been fab, the show's been going fucking great Good. and all that, but yeah, the, I. I'm just like, I seem to be moving from crisis to crisis every day. I'm kind of going, oh, I gotta do this now. And then I gotta go do this. And that guy doesn't help at all. <laughs> um, Brad, yeah, our, our drummer. We just rip on each other every day, all day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's how we say good morning to each other, is that? Oh, that's a great way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm flipping off Brad with my finger, <laughs> podcast listeners. <laughs> Well, cool. Let's talk about you. So, like, you're not like, a founding member of Thrive Line. So, how did you get into this band? Because of fucking Brad. Fucking Brad. <laughs> uh, yeah, we played in a band in LA together. And uh, then uh, I'm talking about you. And then. <laughs> and then. Uh, and then he invited me to come and try out for Third Eye Blind, didn't you? <laughs> and uh, we did a show in Hawaii together. He just called me up and was like, hey, how's your year looking? And I was like, huh? And then he goes, uh, we got a show on Saturday in Hawaii. You want to come out and do that with us? And I was like, okay. And I'd have to go learn the songs because yeah. I never heard of Third Eye Blind before. Really? I grew up in Dublin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not a big band over there. So, yeah, so I was just like oh I'll just go learn the songs then and he sent me a set list and I just learned the songs and then turned up and met Stephen and like the first time I met Stephen he, he was like you know hey man you know and he's really tall and I was like hey how's it going and he's like Stephen and I was like Chris and I thought and I was like going like this and then Brad goes that's our singer oh so uh yeah so that was it we tried it and then after the show on 
on the Saturday or whatever Stephen said alright you got the gig go back to Dublin grab your guitars and that was like 10 years ago in February so. and that was it was all history from there, right? That's awesome. It's all, yeah, it's just been a fucking roller coaster. It's amazing, yeah. It's yeah, it's interesting to see how, like, I guess you already had to connect with Brad, but it was interesting to see you guys just literally just went on, just mm. just did it. Yeah. This was the band. That's cool. Yeah, it wasn't for a few weeks before I realized how big the band were. Yeah. I was like, God, Brad's band are really big. <laughs> we were playing a gig and there was fucking loads of people singing along. I was like, huh? oh, whoa. <laughs> This is pretty cool. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, for you to learn the set list or to learn that music within the short amount of time, you're very talented music yes, musically. Yes, I'm phenomenally talented. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stating the obvious here. Um, well, the funny thing is, I, to, I learned the songs by ear. I just sat down and worked wow. them out. And there's loads of weird tunings and all kinds of crazy shit like that. And I was going, yeah. it's really interesting. So, I learned them all like that. And then, like I said, a few weeks later, I found out how big the band were and I was like oh for fuck's sake so I went on like the internet and there was like oh, a whole bunch is alright to curse on this yes, okay, yes. Yeah, I'm just checking fuck because yeah. it's hard to get me you're totally cool um, so yeah so I went on the internet then and I was like fuck there's like loads of people yeah. have already worked out these songs like there's loads of tabs and all that crap online so so I went and checked myself and I was like oh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm right so yeah. very cool yeah it was cool so what got you into music um, probably my dad. I mean, I'd say like my dad and Prince. Yeah, very right? cool. Because my dad's a music nut. He's just a big, big music fan. He's got tons of records and a big hi-fi system, and he's a photographer. So I get all of that stuff from my dad as well. But my dad can't sing or play an instrument or anything like that, you know? My mum can sing, and then me and my brother were just obsessed with music since we were kids. For me, it was like Prince. When I saw Prince, I was like, that. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to go to there. So, uh, yeah, just Prince. I just listened to Prince obsessively from like the age of nine until probably 14 or 15. And so it was just Prince all the way. And then I heard Guns N' Roses. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, and then I heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they seemed to yeah. be putting Prince and Guns N' Roses together. Yeah. And I was like, cut down my people. And, uh, yeah, it just went on from there. That's amazing. That's amazing musical influences. How did you take, like, when Prince had passed? How did that affect you? Oh, yeah, just total fucking shock for yeah. like, for like, probably a week, like, and then one day I just started fucking, I like had a major, like, sobbing session. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was really impactful when he passed. Because I, I didn't, I, I, just, I just, I just thought that we'd always have Prince, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, Bowie was a shock, but like, Bowie was hiding cancer, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nobody knew that. So that was just like terrible, but for whatever reason, and he was older and all this, but for whatever reason, I was like really sad when David Bowie passed. But like Prince was like my everything, like when yeah. I was growing up. I was like, I would save my pocket money to buy Prince records, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And it would take a long time. I didn't, didn't, didn't grow up in a rich family. It would take a long time for me to save up that money, and it would be just buying the next record that he already, you know, because mm -hmm. when I discovered him, he was like into like Purple Rain. Yeah. Was when I came across Prince. So there were all these records that he'd already released. Yeah. And I was like, it's like a treasure trove of, of <laughs> stuff, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the guy I love and there's all that stuff that he's done. And so I just went back to the beginning and he couldn't even get those records in Ireland back then. Uh, so my family would go to the UK for a, for a holiday, like, you know, go see your cousins and drive around and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It's like a cheap holiday, you know what I mean? And uh, I'd save up my pocket money for the holidays and I'd go to like the big record store in London and 
buy fucking like the next the next <laughs> Prince record that I didn't have record. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'd put it on and listen to it. So I was fucking obsessed with it. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Um, it's funny you said that because like similarly to you, um, we grew up with little to no money, and my mom would always around tax time. That was our our like our Christmas in April. And um, so we, she'd get a tax refund, she'd give us money. Well, me and my sister, we had, I don't know, 10 bucks put together, I think. And it was like, we were a big ball on it. And Hastings, which is a music place. And we dug and dug and dug. And that's the first time I listened to Threat Blind, was we had found an EP. It was like a $3 sampler. And like three songs of Threat Blind. We're cheap. So, well, like back then, though, this, this, is, this is a little bit. Like, this is in the 90s. But oh, right, right, right. After that, we were hooked. We played that cassette until it was like... Like the ribbon had stripped, like it was broke. I heard a brilliant story the other day about Jimmy World. So we were big fans of Jimmy World. I used to go see them play. Yeah. Years ago in London, and I was telling Jim, the singer, I was like, man, massive fan of your band. Saw you open up for Weezer in London. He was like, oh no way, that was the first time in Europe, and blah blah, all this kind of stuff like that. So some mates of mine were telling me the other night, we did like a rig rundown for Premier Guitar. Sorry. We did a rig rundown for Premier Guitar. A few days ago, and uh, the guys were there, and they said we we're talking about Jimmy World for a minute, and they said that album, Bleed American, when it came out, he said he was it was when he was moving to Dallas, right? And he, I can't remember where he grew up, New York or something. So he was going to drive from New York to Dallas oh, wow. with his stuff. Him and his mate, they were moving, and it was like, this is it, we're going to move into Dallas, right? And they fucking they put the CD into the CD player. They had just gone and like, let's check out this Jimmy World, yeah, cool, bro, yeah. Stuck it in, right? And they were listening to it, and they're driving along going, yeah, it's fucking cool, it's fucking cool, right? And it was like an 18-hour drive, some shit like that, and they were taking turns, and the fucking CD player broke. So it wouldn't eject the CD. So they only had the one CD to listen to for the entire trip. And he said they listened to it just on repeat, non-stop for the whole fucking trip. And when they arrived in Dallas, they pulled in, and uh, they went fucking, they like smoked the joint and played it again when they when they arrived, because they loved, they were just in love with it now completely, you know? So, yeah. that's, that's an amazing story. That's funny. <laughs> so talking about like Prince and how that affected you, it really makes you think as a musician, obviously I'm not a musician, but I can assume that it makes you think about your legacy as an artist, right? Because Prince is no longer here, but although his music is. Yeah. Like, what do you think about like, I mean, obviously it's super cool that you're doing a bunch of like document documentation, whether it be like podcast, video. I saw the other day you had posted about a podcast coming soon. Yeah. So... Let's talk about like legacy and like as a musician, what you would like for the world to see and hear after you're gone. Jesus, good work, I suppose. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's that's why probably I do kind of document a lot of what we do in the YouTube series and all that stuff that I've done. Which I need to get back to. But uh, and the podcast and stuff like that because I think it's important. I think it's good work, and I think that I'm a first and foremost a fan of music. So that behind the scenes when you can pull back the curtain and see how the sausage is made mm -hmm. you know I think I, I, I'm that's shit that I would watch so if like my favorite band were on tour and their guitar player wanted to fucking make little videos about what it's like being on tour I'd watch the shit out of that you know what I mean so, yeah. so that was kind of my motivation for kind of documenting all the stuff and then the toys are just like you know those companies give me all these great toys and then they're just so it just gets slightly better every year. It's like the, oh, the production quality is a little bit better. So uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's important to document that stuff. I think it's yeah. worth preserving. Stephen isn't nostalgic at all, so he has a tendency to kind of just walk through all of that. You know what I mean? But for sure, like 
it's it's coming very beneficial to us because like there's been times where something has happened and it's like did you get that on did you get that and I'm like I got it and then we have like this amazing thing you know that's happened several several yeah. times so that's awesome I think with technology it's almost like a double-sided sword like we've gotten so used to taking those pictures and shooting those videos but we never do anything with them we never print them we never develop them we never I don't know broadcast them so. well yes it's the whole thing about digital media but it's the way people consume digital yeah. consume media now is mm -hmm. is uh, is like the four-hour news cycle you know it's like that's the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life what's next yeah you know it's uh, gratification. Whereas, like, it used to be I'd listen to Prince records, all I had to listen to for fucking four months. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it was like, you just lionize every inch of the fucking record sleeve and you know, yes. every single yeah. lyric and every single bit of everything. You'd roll up the sleeve that had all the lyrics to it? Yeah. And sing, yes. sing along. The, the most embarrassing story, not embarrassing really, but I was like nine or ten years old and I was listening to the Let's Go Crazy single, but it was the 12 inch single. You know, when they had the, the extended mix, right? <laughs> they had that shit, and it was on there. And then on the other side, it had this song called Erotic City, right? And it's like this classic, famous B-side of Prince's that everybody fucking loves. And it's just this groaning fucking, you know, <laughs> monotonous beat, just hypnotic fucking dance tune. And he's got his voice, like, slowed down a fifth or something, so he's all like... It's all spooky and weird and fucking sexy, right? And I thought it was amazing. And I'm like, listen to it, like that, with the, my fucking headphones on, right? And my dad walks by, and my dad's so so into music that he's, yeah. he wants to, you know, encourage. And he's like, you know, oh, hey, oh, what you listening to, right? So I go, oh, it's the Prince single. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he takes, he takes it like this, and he goes like, yeah, yeah, great, great. And it's like Prince on his motorbike on the front. And my dad's going, uh -huh, mm -hmm, like this. And I said, I'm listening to the B-side. It's called Erotic City. And my, I could see my dad turn it over, and the other side, it's like Erotic City, and it's like Prince like lying down on the bed, half naked or something like that. And I could just see my dad go, right, right, okay, right. And he just fucking hands it back to me. And I was like going, fuck. And then he left the room, and I was like, fuck. And I took out the dictionary, and I looked up erotic to see what the fuck I was missing. Because I had no idea what that yeah, meant. Yeah. And it said, of sexual pleasure. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant either. Yeah. But I knew that it was bad. It was not PG-13. <laughs> yeah. Growing up Catholic in fucking Dublin, I was like, oh, Jesus. I'm in trouble for this, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. You are packed of funny stories. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so cool. Let's talk about. You guys dropped a single yesterday. We did. Uh, we dropped a single yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Screamers, the title track. Oh, there's Rico. Hey, Rico! <laughs> I, sorry, I'll see you in a minute. Hey, John Marie. I'll see you in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the guy who complains about us playing here. He lives in downtown Dallas. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, Screamer, we yeah. yeah just dropped that yesterday. It's the title track and the first track of her new record. So you give us little details about like how it was composed, the well, yeah, message I mean, behind it? Well, so we were working with a producer called Colin Creevy for the last couple of years. And he kind of became like a sixth member of the band sort of thing. He just he would go out to the studio for a few weeks and he'd be there with us every day. So we'd hang out every day and, you know, he's just one of our mates, became one of, one of the brothers. And then uh, our previous keyboard player, Alex Cop, wanted to go on and do some other things. So uh, he felt it was time to move on. So Colin was the natural uh, replacement, as it were. It's like he didn't play any keyboards when he joined, but he started taking piano lessons and stuff like that. He plays guitar quite well. 
and he's an amazing singer, like Chris Caraba or somebody. He sings like that, you know what I mean? So, uh, and th and we were writing all these songs with him. So, like, you know, the majority of the record has been written with Colin. Like, Colin has written like the majority of the new record. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I need to look at the actual stuff. But he's been around for all the recording and the production side of it. And. Uh, yeah, he's just a little fucking wizard. So, Screamer is the title track for the record, and uh, it's the opening track on our tour. So, you be at the show tonight? Yeah. Yeah, so the first song you'll hear us play tonight is That's Screamer. Awesome. Now, we don't play a lot of it because it's a brand new song and no one's yeah. fucking heard it yet. Well, they've all heard it now, but um, so we just play like kind of like the beginning and the, yeah. and the end. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. we skip the whole middle bit. And then we go into another song, The Kids, which is track two on the new record. So, um, yeah, it's super exciting. It's a pretty heavy pumping song, big, big, thick riff, and uh, yeah, you can, you'll hear it later. Very cool. Um, when, when are you guys going to drop that album? Oh, and Alexis Krauss is in it, is on yeah. it. I should mm -hmm. fucking say that, shouldn't I? And we just shot a video for it the other day, and she flew in to do the video with us in Nashville. We shot the video, and it's a lot of people screaming at each other. Not kidding, it's intense, man. When you get a bunch of actors together, and yeah. then you're like, and now I want you to scream at that person. It's like scream therapy or something like that. And when Alexis Krauss fucking screams, man, it's like wine glasses were smashing. It's <laughs> fucking so intense. I was like, everybody was going, oh my God, don't do that again. So, but she's lovely. She's a doubt. Did you scream? No, I didn't. I, w I went to the video shoot. Steve wanted me to just be around and to kind of, you know, do my usual shit mm -hmm. because we'll always use that footage. And uh, and it, the Steven is the sorry the video has Steven in it and Colin is in it because he wanted to have like one of the band members as like an extra who he'll have an interaction with and they scream at each other and so Steve screams <laughs> Steven screams at Colin and then Colin screams at Steven and uh, yeah it was hilarious. It's not, you know, it's not supposed to be a funny video or anything like that, but I mean, you know. Just like. You gotta admit, it is yeah. pretty fucking hilarious to be screaming at each other. <laughs> so, what do you guys anticipate on dropping the album? I know the release date. I don't know if we're announcing the release okay. date yet. I think it was. It's, no, I think it's been announced. It's October okay. 21st? No, October 21st is the Dublin gig. It's October something. I think we're gonna release it because it releases when we play ACL. Perfect. Uh, Austin City Limits. So. That's probably not far away for you people, right? Yeah, no. Awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like an hour flight, if that, oh, or a okay. three-hour drive. Oh, okay, cool. So, I thought yeah. it would just be a drive. Yeah. yeah I'm just going to go to Austin, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we do ACL, and I think we're going to do, like, a party after our show, yeah. and it'll be, like, the record release party. Yeah. So, That's yeah. Awesome. It'll be cool. But, yeah, it sounds amazing. The record sounds incredible. The production on it is fucking... Colin's a little bit of a wizard. Don't tell him that. And it's funny that I say he's a wizard because he fucking looks like Harry Potter. <laughs> like, he looks mad like Harry Potter. If you see him walking by here, he walks, like, with his head in front of his body, like a fucking, like a, what do you call those things? Like a penguin. Yeah. He walks like a fucking penguin like that. <laughs> so if you, see him, if you see Harry Potter walking by like a penguin... That's probably him. That's Colin, yeah. yeah he's unassuming, awesome. but massively talented. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Other than you guys got tour going on, still going on, you've got your album coming at the end of the year, your awesome road trip that you got planned on the tour bus to home. What else do you guys have in store? Well, we'll be off for three weeks. Um, we'll be off for three. I'm probably going to go to Japan. 
Japan. I, I spent like half the year in Japan. I'm like the mayor of Tokyo, my friends call me now. Like, Aren't you the mayor there now? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go to Japan and then on the 31st of August we fly back and we, we do like a few shows here and there. And then ACL, yeah, that'll bring us through September and that. And then ACL is October. And then straight after that we fly to Dublin fucking represent <laughs> and uh, we start a European tour so we're over there for a few weeks and then when we finish that we've got like a day off and then we start a, a US fall tour wow uh, and that'll take us through to December so it's fucking non-stop yeah and then we'll probably have a couple of weeks off and then we'll be back in the studio maybe we're going to do a few days in the studio in Austin as well so yeah. very cool well so for listeners tuning in what's the best way for them to follow your journey and then connect with you guys as far as like media and everything uh yeah uh i mean there's the website is like a central hub but whatever way people discover their music they tend to keep it like that do you know what i mean so yeah. if we're on spotify if you use spotify and we say the new singles out they're gonna go to spotify yeah so if i say check it out on youtube they're gonna be like well but i've got spotify <laughs> you know what i mean so it's funny people consume yeah. where they live you know what i mean so uh so the best place to find it is wherever you find good music and that sound kind of cheesy but that's kind of true yeah. you know what i mean we're not like it's not a singular platform or yeah. anything like that it'll be out everywhere um also youtube uh, yeah we're doing like a lot of video work right now Very and uh so there's going to be videos for every song on this record Awesome. And uh, we may or may not release all of those the same day that the album gets released. Just be like, come on! <laughs> you know, like a Netflix special. Yeah. You here's, it all, here's all of it. You know? What? Do this this weekend. <laughs> yeah, binge this shit, you know? And then tomorrow you'll be watching fucking Stranger Things season four. You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> so, just the way people consume now. So, yeah, so uh, the website's a good spot, thirdlemon.com, to centralize everything yeah and then uh youtube and then our twitter and instagram you know and it's all just third headline yeah very yeah. cool well i appreciate you taking the time to sit down with Absolute us and pleasure. we hope you enjoyed this episode of teaser talk we look forward to seeing you next teaser talk tuesday be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook at at teaser talk this way we can keep up with you guys until the next episode